Thank you, Jesus. Naso so predenetan dokoshi shaprada natali le predenata rata nakaso saprodono tarabanati afregedeba imparata na shatalabalati afregedea. Lord, I say thank you this morning. Thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to come into your presence at this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to see the sun rise this morning. Lord, to know that you are a faithful God. To know, Lord, this morning that your covenant is still working. You said, Lord, as long as your covenant with the day and the night has not been annulled, you said uh, your covenant with us, Lord, is still in effect. And so I give you praise this morning because you are the faithful one. I give you praise this morning because, Lord, you are, you are love personified. Lord, you are kind. I worship you because you are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Shammah. You are Jehovah Roy. I give you praise this morning because you are Yahweh, my King and my God. Be glorified forevermore, Father. Be glorified forevermore, Father. In the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we have come this morning just to bless you. We have come, Lord, to partake of your table, to read the word in your presence. Lord, bless us with understanding this morning. Give us grace and wisdom. But let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike sharing devotion with you. We continue our reading of the book of Isaiah. Yes, yes, the book of Isaiah has been interesting, I tell you, to see thousands of years ahead and by the Spirit of God prophesy and speak about them would have been an amazing one. Now, I know, yes, Isaiah and Jeremiah live about the same time, prophesied, were prophets at about the same time, and literally were speaking. I'm telling you, when you read the books, okay, so after Isaiah, now we will go to Jeremiah, you will need to understand that obviously during that time, there was, there were nothing like, you know, uh, phone communication, and then the internet and things like that, okay? So Isaiah would have been speaking on his own while Jeremiah speak was speaking, you know, at, at the same time. I'm telling you, when you hear them, um, it was as if, okay, they, they were speaking from the same book. They were literally reading the same book and were speaking. Okay, there was there was no way they didn't know each other. Okay, so but to have spoken so accurately together, the same thing. Uh, yes, maybe it was correct to say they were speaking from the same book. Yes, the book was the Holy Spirit Himself was the one you know speaking through them. So read these words, you know, understand them, learn from them. Yes, literally prepare, prepare with them and god will bless us this morning in the mighty name of jesus yes the day we stopped on isaiah 34 today we'll take four chapters yes let's take isaiah 35 6 7 
and possibly will take eight. Isaiah 30, 35, we will read about the hope of restoration. And I'm telling you, Isaiah will be talking about the days of Jesus as if he was there. And he was literally just writing about the, about those days. Yes, he was going to prophesy about the hope of restoration and that that hope will come okay, with the birth of the Messiah and then his work upon the earth. Okay, so very wonderful. 35. 36 will tell us about the story of Assyria, you know, invading, invading the land of Judah. We've read about this story before. We'll read about it again. In 37, we'll read about Ezekiah, you know, uh, falling, falling, okay, no, no, not yet. 36, 37 was about yes if i remember correctly was ezekiah asking god for help you know and then 38 when was when ezekiah fell sick all right please get your bibles let's read together hope of the restoration of restoration isaiah 35 says that even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days the wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring uh, crocus, crocuses says yes uh, there will be an abundance of flower and singing and joy since the desert will become as green as the mountains of lebanon as lovely as mount camel or the plain the plain of sharon it says there the lord will display his glory at uh, the splendor of our god it says with this news uh, strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weakness okay with the coming of the messiah with the desert literally okay and the desert would literally transform into into uh, literally like having grain like the mountains of lebanon okay with uh, it looking a, you know, as beautiful as mount camel with the abundance of flower and singing of course it is just painting the picture of of fruitfulness a picture of restoration a picture of joy it says that when that news comes okay it will strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have uh, weak knees it says say to those uh, with fearful hearts be strong and do not uh, do not fear for your god is coming to destroy your enemies he is coming to save you yes uh, jesus was coming to destroy the enemy yes the number one our number one enemy the devil he was coming to destroy your enemy he is coming to save you so i love that song that sang about he will come and save you he will come and save you say to the weeping one your god will surely come yes <laughs> so speaking from here he says say to those with fearful hearts be strong and do not fear for your god is coming to destroy your enemies he is coming to save you i prophesy over everyone who is afraid this morning who you are filled with fear okay you don't know what tomorrow will be like ah your god is the owner of tomorrow so I prophesy peace in the name of Jesus. I prophesy that fear comes to an end over your life in the name of Jesus. I declare that every enemy over your life, okay, their hold is shattered this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Verse 5 says, And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind. Did you hear that? When Jesus comes, when the Messiah comes, when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. We know that Jesus did exactly this. The lame will leap uh, like a deer. Yes, Jesus did exactly this. He says, and those who cannot speak uh, will sing for joy. Yes, Jesus did exactly, exactly this. He said they will. He said those who cannot speak will spring, will sing for joy. He said springs will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams will water the wasteland. Okay, so just giving, uh, painting a beautiful picture. He says the parched ground will become a pool, and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty soul. He says matched grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived okay so where the enemy once 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 ruled in the life of people when the messiah come he said no things were going to change he says and a great road will go through that once deserted land it will be named the highway of holiness of course you know who the highway of holiness is jesus said i am the way the truth and the life and no one can come to the father except they come through me he says yes a great road will go through that once deserted land and it will be named the highway of holiness evil-minded people will never travel on it it will be only for those who walk in god's ways he says fools will never will never walk there he says lions will not lock along its course nor any other ferocious beast he says there will be no other danger only the redeemed will walk there you now you understand when jesus was speaking that the devil comes to steal to kill and to destroy he was painting these pictures he says lions will not lock along its causes nor any other ferocious beast okay he says there will be no other danger yes jesus said the devil comes to kill to steal and to destroy he says but i have come to give you life and to give it to you abundantly so 10 it says those who have been ransomed by the lord will return will, will return they will enter jerusalem singing crowned with everlasting joy sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness so you see how just in one in one single verse isaiah literally goes from the time of the messiah and flips Okay, back to the days, the day of restoration when you know Nehemiah, Daniel, and the rest of them will return back from the exile. I'm telling you, awesome, what awesome. He says, Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return, they will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy, sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness hallelujah all right let's move on to our next chapter chapter 36 this one speaks about uh, assyria invading judah i'm sure you know you know this story i've i've talked about it a few times as we read through the book of isaiah it says in the 14th year of king ezekiah's reign i'm sure you've not forgotten is isaiah has been prophesying okay you know through the times of uzziah it was you know the year that king uzziah died really 
you know that his ministry literally took off okay to another level okay and he began to hear god like like he had never been hearing god before but yes isaiah prophesied through uzziah he prophesied during the days of jotam he prophesied during the days of ahaz he prophesied during the days of ezekiah okay it was manasseh ezekiah's son who would eventually go on to kill isaiah so yes so isaiah 36 says that in the 14th year of king ezekiah's reign so remember isaiah already prophesied all of this assyria was coming okay they were going to try and invade judah they were going to try and take it judah was going to try and trust in egypt remember the the verses we read you know yesterday and day, day before yesterday god was 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 warning them don't put your trust in egypt hmm. okay so you will see it manifest now so isaiah was so blessed i'm telling you you know to have you know given words of prophecy and literally live through the prophecy ah was 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 blessed was blessing i'm telling you it says in the 14th year of king ezekiah's reign king sennacherib of assyria came to attack the fortified towns of judah and conquered them okay he conquered them it says then the king of assyria sent his chief of staff from Lashish with a large with a huge army to confront King Ezekiah in Jerusalem. Okay, uh, the, the Assyrian took up a position beside the aqueducts that feed water into the upper pole near the road leading to the field where clothes is wa- washed. Okay, so naturally they took they took the land. Um, we know the story. Okay, um, the people move into the city. And of course, uh, Jerusalem is walled, very powerful walls, okay, walled very high. And so, of course, there is, you know, literally there is a siege upon upon the city. They take the water, of course, that's the first thing most armies do, take the source of water. Because as the people begin to starve, okay, uh, they, would, they, will want to, they will want to come out. So the first thing they employ is military strategy, is what any human would do, uh, take the waters. Three says that these are the officials who went out to meet with with them. Eliakim, son of Elkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and Johar, son of Asa, the royal historian. Four says that then, then the king of the then the, the Assyrian king's chief of staff told them to give this message to ezekiah this is what the great king of assyria says what are you trusting trusting in that makes you so confident Uh, do you think that that mere words can substitute for military skill and strength who are you counting on that you have you have rebelled against me on egypt if you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splinters beneath beneath your weight and pierces your your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. Can you imagine that even these people knew that Pharaoh was unreliable? God already warned them, okay? Warned them, don't put your trust in Egypt. Put your trust in me, okay? And I will I will save you. But they were asking them, 
who are you who are you trusting in really who are you who are you trusting in remember isaiah had prophesied that this was going to happen i am not sure whether the nation remembered whether they remembered that isaiah said all of these things were going to happen and that when it happened they should not put their trust their trust in egypt but i'm sure okay uh, when this time this was happening uh, israel uh, judah was trying to you know call the egyptians to come and help them he says um he said, what are you trusting in? In Egypt, he said, the king of Egypt is completely, completely reliable. He says, but uh, perhaps you will say to me, we are trusting in the Lord our God. But isn't he the one who, has insult- who was insulted by El- by El- Ezekiah? Didn't Ezekiah tear down his shrine and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar here in Jerusalem? Okay, so you remember that how bad it was during this period okay uh, literally the people had substituted the worship of god with the worship of idols okay so this man was telling them that when ezekiah was pulling down the pagan shrine that it was it was the shrines of god that he was pulling down can you imagine that it was the the shrines of god that he was pulling down that the same ezekiah that insulted god that way is that the same ezekiah you know that is that will be able to call on god okay and that tells you that uh things were really bad during this time when it comes to the worship of god it it says that i will tell you what strike a bargain with my master the king of assyria i will give you two thousand horses if you can find that many men uh, to ride them i'm telling you quite an insult remember this same judah this same judah that had over 250,000 250,000 chariots and horses or you no know, and men who were ready to mount them for war remember the days you know the days of Uzziah when things you know were so gallant and you know and judah was powerful in just this short time i'm telling you you know they couldn't even provide men okay to ride to take to just sit on two thousand horses, they will give you free of charge. I'm telling you that was how confident Assyria Assyria was. He says, "With your tiny army, how can you uh, think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troop, even with the help of Egypt's chariots and charioteers?" But we know, yes, we know that uh, Ezekiah, having maybe possibly had the words of isaiah uh, possibly uh, knew that look this was a time to put our trust in god verse 10 says what more do you think we have invaded your land without the lord's direction the lord himself told us attack this land and destroy it so as god was speaking to isaiah somehow the okay the message got to these people they had the battle that they should they should attack israel yes they knew they knew that god was the one who called for the destruction of israel for the carrying of us of israel into you know into assyria but i don't know where they had to, that god was the one who called them to come and take judah because god already warned them that no don't take jerusalem okay 11 says then eliakim shebna and joah said to the assyrian chief of staff please speak to us in aramaic for we understand it well 
don't speak in Hebrew, for the people on the wall will hear. But but Sennacherib, Sennacherib's chief, chief of staff, replied, Do you think my master sent this message only to you and your master? He wants all the people to hear it, for when we put this city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be so hungry and thirsty that they will eat their own dung and drink their own urine. Hi! So we know that uh, this, exa- this exact thing happened, right? When they laid siege to this city, it was bad. But because of their boasting here, <laughs> as uh, Ezekiah will take their letter to God and say, hey, okay, well, maybe if you will not even hear our prayer, hear the insult against you. I'm not sure that they could remember the words of Isaiah. If they remembered, they would have known that God was there going to defend them. He says, Then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew to the people on the wall, on the wall Listen to this message from the great king of Assyria. Uh, this is what the king says. Don't let Ezekiah deceive you. He will never be able to rescue you. Oh, yes, now, Ezekiah was not going to be able to rescue them. It was God who was going to be able to rescue them. Remember, God already, Isaiah already prophesied that God Himself, you know, would be a consuming fire among the Assyrians. Prophesied that the Assyrians were going to burn themselves from within. The fire will stand, and it will burn. It will burn outside. <laughs> so. It was, it was not a problem. Ezekiah did not promise that he was going to be able to save the people. But they were taunting them. Don't, don't let Ezekiah lie to you or deceive you that he will be able to rescue you. He says, don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by saying, the Lord will surely rescue us. This city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king. He says, don't listen to Ezekiah. These are the terms the king of Assyria is offering. Make peace with me. Open the gates and come out. Then each of you uh, can continue eating from your own grapevine and fig trees and drinking from your own well. I'm telling you, looks like a good proposal, right? Uh, you, all of you will continue continue exactly the way you are. Open the gates, okay? You will be free. Uh, but it's a lie. You will still be under bondage. Oh, <laughs> it's just that you have freedom for a little while. I'm telling you, a lot of believers choose this kind of life. Okay, they will continue to live in sin. They will continue to live in bondage. You know, if even if it's just for a little freedom to live their life exactly how they want. Ah, uh, no, it's not a life to rejoice at at all. It says, then I will arrange to take you to another land like this one, a land of grain and new wine, bread and vineyard. So eventually, they would have been carried off into exile. It says, don't let Ezekiah uh, mislead you by saying the Lord will rescue us after gods of any other nation ever saved their people from the king of Assyria and I think these were the, the very words that made God, that made God come down but let me show you okay that uh, the gods of other nations were idols I am the covenant keeping God it says what happened to the gods of Amath Amath and Apad what happened to the gods of uh, Savavim did any god rescue Samaria from my power what god of any of course, Samaria was the capital of Israel. So, we, like I said, Israel was already in exile by this time. It says, the God of Savavim, did any God res- rescue Samaria from my, from my power? What God of any nation has ever been able to save its people from my power? 
uh, from my power he says so what makes you think that the lord can rescue jerusalem from me hmm, 21 but the people were silent and did not utter a word because ezekiah had commanded them do not answer him then Eliah came, some of elkiah the palace administrator shebna the the court secretary and joha son of asaph are the royal historian went back to ezekiah they tore their clothes in despair and they went in to see the king and told him what the assyrian chief had said okay so they we know the story that they didn't just tell him what the uh, the 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 messenger of Sennacherib said you know a letter was also sent with 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 this message so it was that letter that Ezekiah went into the temple of God and presented before God so let's move on to chapter 37 Isaiah 37 Ezekiah then prays to God so I have asked this question before and I'm asking now when you are faced with that situation when you are filled with what the doc- the doctor's report is saying when you are filled with a challenge you know literally your boss is threatening you and it looks like you are going to lose your job when you are faced with that challenge in school who do you first call on will you start running around and looking for the help of man or would you pray and ask god for help hallelujah it says that when 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 king ezekiah had their report he tore his clothes hmm. you know and sent and and put on burlap and went into the temple of the lord and he sent eliakim the palace administrator shebna the court secretary and the leading priest all dressed in polap to prophet isaiah son of amos so yes so maybe just maybe they remember the words of the words of the words of isaiah during this time so he sent them to isaiah they told him this is what king ezekiah says today is the, is a day of trouble insult and disgrace it is like when a child is ready to be born but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby but perhaps the lord your god has had the assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living god and will punish him for his words oh pray for those of us who are left hmm. after king ezekiah's officials delivered the king's message to isaiah the prophet replied say to your master this is what the lord says do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the assyrian king's messenger listen i myself will move against him and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home so he will return to his land where i will have him killed with a sword i'm telling you <laughs> exactly it happens exactly it says meanwhile the assyrian chief of staff left jerusalem and went to consult the king of assyria who had left lashish and was attacking libna See, soon afterward king senakeri received word that king uh, Tehaka of ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him before uh, fight against him before leaving to meet the attack he sent messengers back to ezekiah in jerusalem with this message so yes these were the very letters okay that ezekiah takes into the temple of god this message is for king ezekiah of judah don't let your god in whom you trust deceive you with promises that jerusalem will not be captured by the king of assyria ah you know perfectly well what the kings of assyria's assyria have done wherever they have gone they have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way why should you be any different have the gods of other nations rescued them so such nations as gozan aran 
Dan, Resef, and the people of Eid Eden uh, uh, who were in uh, Tel Azar. My predecessor destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Amath and the king of Apad? What happened to the king of Safavim, Enan, and Eva? Hmm. After Ezekiah received uh, the letter from the messenger and read it, he went up to, to, to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Ezekiah prepared, uh, prayed this prayer before, before the Lord, O Lord of heaven's armies, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the, might, the mighty cherubims. You alone are God of all, uh, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Listen, open your eyes, O Lord, and see, listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the king of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burnt them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them, and they were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shipped by human hands. Now, O Lord, our God. Wow. He says, Now, O Lord, our God, rescue us from his power. Since then, all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are a God. Hmm. It says, Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent this message. While Ezekiah was praying, God gave Isaiah a word to Ezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Because you prayed about King Sennacherib of Assyria, the Lord has spoken this word against him. The virgin daughters of, e of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughters of Jerusalem shake ahead in derision as you flee whom have you been defying and ridiculing against whom did you raise your voice at whom did you look with such haughty eyes it was the only one of israel by your messenger you have messenger you have messengers you have defied the lord you have said with my many chariots i have conquered the highest mountain yes the remotest peak of lebanon i have cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees i have reached its farthest height and explored its deepest forest. I have dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself uh, with their waters. With the sole of my foot, I, st I st stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard? I decided this long ago. Long ago, I planned it, and now I am making it happen. I planned for you to crush fortified cities into uh, into heaps of troubles that is why their people have so little power and are so frightened and confused they are as weak as grass as easily trampled as tender green shoots they are like grass sprouting on a on a housetop scourged before it can grow lush and tall but i know you well where you stay and where you come where, when you come and go i know the way you have raged against me and be because of your raging against me and your arrogance which I have had for myself, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth. I will make you return by the same road on which you came. Then Isaiah, I'm telling you, powerful words, so powerful words. Since then Isaiah said to, said to Ezekiah, here is the proof that what I say is true. This year you will eat only what grows up by itself and next year you will eat what springs up uh, from, from, from that. I'm telling you, Isaiah was giving, was giving Ezekiah exactly you know, what was going to happen, physical things that he would see. He says, look, he says, you know, um, this year you will eat only what grows up by itself and next year 
you will eat what springs up from that but in the third year uh, you will plant crops and harvest them you will tend vineyards and eat their fruits he says and you are uh, you who are left in judah who have escaped the ravages of the siege will put roots down in your own soil and grow up and flourish this is for a remnant of my people will spread out from jerusalem a, a group of survivors from mount zion the passionate commitment of the lord of heaven's armies will make this happen it says and this is what the lord says about the king of assyria his armies will not enter jerusalem can you imagine such confident words it says his army will not enter jerusalem they will not even shoot an arrow at it it says they will not march outside its gates with their shields nor build banks uh, banks of earth against its wall says the king uh, will return to his own country by the same road on which he came he will not enter this city says the lord for my own honor and for the sake of my servant david i will defend and defend this city and protect it that night verse 36 that night the angel of the lord went out to the assyrian camp and killed 185,000 assyrian soldiers i'm telling you it was it was god remember the you know isaiah already prophesied this right yes he said that the sword of god was going to be the one to avenge to fight on behalf of the people yes this is the sword of god he says that night the angel of the lord went out to the assyrian camp and killed 185 assyrian soldiers says when the surviving assyrians woke up the next morning they found corpses everywhere since then king sennacherib of assyria broke camp and returned to his own land he went home to his to his capital of nineveh and stayed there hmm. 38 says one day while he was worshiping in the temple of his god at nisroch his sons adramalek and sheresa killed him with their swords they then escaped to the land of ararat and, and, and another son Esarhaddon became the next the next king of Assyria. Okay, so I think we should stop here today. Um, quite interesting read. We'll continue from uh, verse uh, chapter 38 tomorrow. I'm telling you, God is faithful to keep his word. I think that is what I will take from here today. God is faithful to keep his word. Everything that God prophesied was going to happen as example exactly like that. Okay, so God keeps his word. Okay, what I want us to take away from today is to remember that God is able to fight our battles. Yes, God fought for Judah, fought for Jerusalem by himself. He didn't need anyone. And I'm telling you this morning that God can fight for you. Put your trust in him. Call on the name of this God and he will fight your battles in the mighty name of Jesus. I prophesy this morning that every attack against you is stopped right now in the name of Jesus. The Lord will cause your enemies to turn around in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not weep anymore in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.